It's Operation Babble with Mike Shrews. It's pop culture, music, movies, TV too. It's time to explore life. It's Operation Babble time. Tivis. Power Rangers RPM. Get in gear. Gear. Power Rangers RPM. We stand together. And that's that's it. That's that's all yeah, I got. That's all I remember. <laughs> so, how are you today, my man? Uh, well, little little uh problems behind the scenes there getting our stuff working but other than that oh, we're doing all right <laughs> yes apologies if any of the audio is a little rough today guys uh we're working on on minimal stuff right now so we'll 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 get it together hopefully my headphones crapped out <laughs> yeah we'll go with that <laughs> i think tim has broke them like last minute right before we started so <laughs> Well, you know, I, I almost ordered a new pair two days ago because I was playing Fortnite. Yeah. And I noticed no one could hear me. <laughs> they were they were either ignoring me or not responding. And I'm like, is it my headphones? No, it was just you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so today, guys, we do not have John with us. He's out on some personal stuff. So you got me and Tivis. Sorry. Um, <laughs> everyone's probably cheering. Yay. Uh, I'm not. So, so we decided to finally do our power Rangers RPM episode for y'all because I'm not going to wait for John to watch it. And I think it's off of Netflix now or going to be off. So he's not going to have a chance to watch it, it anyways. The end of the month. Yeah. You have until January 31st to binge this 32 episode show. Shit. <sighs> So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into that and probably a bunch of other Power Ranger geeky shit. Uh, basically the Power Ranger episode for, uh, anyone who can't see the background, I got the RPM background and I got my Lord Dracon t-shirt custom made, uh, just for me. And then if you can see in Tivis's background, he has his Power Rangers in space pillow, and the got. board game pile. And the holy shit, I didn't see those earlier. Yeah. Yeah, no, it goes all the way down. Oh jeez. <laughs> That's crazy. So, uh, to get us started, do you want to get us started? Sure. Oh wait, here, here. I'll read the the opening lyrics, I guess, instead of the whole Power Rangers RPM get in gear shit. It is, a computer virus has built armies of robotic soldiers and taken control of our world. But there is still one place where we can be safe. The domed city of Corinth. And the only hope we have left is... Power Rangers RPM! Get in gear! God, that's addictive. It is. <laughs> um, I, I promise say, I won't sing it. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen every season of the show but this one is like super fun there's only one season of this show well i meant power power rangers in general oh okay yeah yeah gotcha overall this is the 17th season but it is one of two shows i think the other one is dino charge that just completely ignore all other continuity it's in its own separate bubble universe timeline okay (laughs) 
So this was supposed to be in timeline with the rest of the shows then at 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 the time it came out. Is that what I don't believe so. I think the whole they wanted to do their own thing. I know there's been a couple attempts in the past to where they just ignore previous continuity to try and reboot the franchise, and I think this might have been one of those attempts. Gotcha. Or they could have just been having fun because it was the final produced Disney season. Final produced, and it was the only one they didn't use like actual Sentai footage from, right? Uh, if the they first did, it was anyways. extremely hard to you know pick out. Right. Like it is a lot of original footage. And then this uh, one has actually it has a really good cast too, man. I was actually surprised. Um, yeah. Of course, I we have talked before. It had Rose McIver in it as Summer, um, uh-huh. uh, Eka Darville, who was in Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. He played uh, Red Eagle. Which did they actually give him a first name? They gave him a first name, right? Uh, Scott. Was it Scott? Yeah, you talking about this show or in something else? No, in this show, in this show. Yeah, yeah, his name was Scott. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you had the Blue Lion, which was Ari Boyland, Milo, uh, Kath, Catherine, Catherine was Ziggy, which I've seen him in some other stuff. I just can't put my finger on it. Uh, and then a bunch of others. Olivia Tennant was Doctor K, which. Uh, apparently she was in Lord of the Rings, one of the Lord of the Rings films uh, for Lord of the Ring fans out there who want to spot her in there. So, yeah. What is Milo Cawthorn in that I can I was think just of? looking that up. He was in a Christmas movie, literally called Christmas in 2003. Deathgasm. That's what I've seen him in. That one didn't make the Power Rangers wiki. <laughs> uh, Guns Akimbo. He's in that new Guns Akimbo movie. Well, two years old now but uh with um uh daniel radcliffe so yeah oh ash versus evil dead the tv series who's he in that uh he played probably just like one one yeah okay yeah i think uh, fire in the whole episode gotcha 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 all right well i don't really care about the cast as much as i care about the show except for rose mcgyver oh she looks so cute in her little, what was it, yellow ranger outfit? They didn't have uh-huh. any pink ranger. They had, uh, it was interesting. Red, blue. It was red. Oh. Yeah, red. <laughs> we're going down the colors. Red, red blue. blue, yellow, green, black. And then they had two additional rangers the gold and silver. Gold and silver, yes. Which those suits looked kind of cool. I like the helmets for the gold and silver rangers more than that. Oh, I actually yeah. like the, 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 like, shiny suits the spandex that they had i'm sorry it's not spandex sorry dr k i didn't mean to say spandex uh (laughs) inside joke guys um they like to uh pick apart the tropes of power rangers in this show and it's awesome yeah and he's got uh for audio listeners he's got the intro playing behind him on his green screen without audio of course yes no um So, dude, I gotta definitely say the Dome City of Corinth. It really got me wanting to rewatch. Uh, was it Under the Dome? Did yeah. you ever see that show? Yeah, I saw a few episodes, and it, it was really interesting. Yeah, it's a good one. I actually, because of the show, because of that show, I actually got the books 
um, to read. I have not read the second book yet, which is not part of the show, I believe. Or at least the show's not based on the second book. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah. But did this <laughs> did, did this did this whole thing give you a lot of Terminator Salvation meets Mad Max type of vibes? Cause oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's all it's, I could think of. It, it's, you know, as he read out, a virus spreads that takes over machines or uh, turns people into machines. It's kind of vague at first, yeah. but they explain it as the show goes. And it, the world is, like, decimated. It's like... yeah. Mad Max wasteland outside of this dome. <laughs> yeah, it's Mad Max meets Terminator. It's like, it, it's it's crazy. But that because then you have like uh, like your salvation area is Corinth, and that's it. And supposedly mm-hmm. that's the only place on Earth. Is that what I'm? That's what I gathered from this. That's what they're show. implying. <laughs> and- and for a secure city, uh, they have a lot of breaches. Oh, yeah. Definitely a lot of breaches. I was like, um, so like every day they're just getting, like, at, in the first few episodes, they didn't make it seem like their city had ever been breached before a lot. Mm-hmm. And then as you go through the show, you're like, oh, so monsters are just coming up in this city everywhere. And then apparently the monsters can get through, like, uh, water lines and shit like that. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, but uh, as for people that don't know, RPM Rangers. Uh, what RPM stands for is the Racing Performing or Racing Performance Machines, which we don't see a lot of, <laughs> like racing type shit in this. So it's interesting. Uh, I think they just picked some leathers and went with it. Honestly, yeah, something associated with cars, you know, yeah. rotations per minute and all that. And they're like, all right, yeah, because they do have, you know, for those older fans who have watched the turbo, I know it's not exactly the most beloved season, but the car concept comes back for this. And even the intro really mirrors the turbo intro, which still one of the best intro songs. I don't care how much you like the show or not. <laughs> it's an awesome song. <laughs> I don't. I, the only thing I really remember of Turbo was the movie. I don't yeah. remember the actual show itself. Um, yeah, that's that's not that uncommon. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what do you got for me, man? Like I have three pages of notes on this show as I was watching it. Uh, we finished this. Well, I finished this a couple months ago, right before Christmas, I think it was, because we were going to do an episode between Christmas and New Year's about yeah. this, but we just didn't get into it. Um, so I've had these notes for a minute, and I know you had finished before, or like almost right after I had started watching this show. Yeah. And it took me... You like, blew through it. I was I, watching like an episode a day. Yeah, I blew through. I got through like half of the show in a day, and then I took my time and only watched a couple episodes a day. So I got done within like two weeks, I think. Um, I, I was also watching this with like five other shows. shows yeah, you know, four of them Power Rangers and VR Troopers. So <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get to Beetleborgs, man. No, I haven't got to it yet. Oh. I'm trying to watch in 
order a bit. Yeah. And then, like you said, this was the last one that they did with Disney. And then Saban took it back, and then Saban sold it to Hasbro, correct? Yeah, yeah. The the Neo-Saban era is what they call after this. I believe Jungle Fury might have been the first, or maybe it was one after that. Okay. That's when some of the suits started getting crazy, right? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I I was watching Jungle Fury with this one, and that one's pretty good, too. (laughs) Yeah. I think... Like I've I've heard a lot of stuff about this one about it being like one of the best Power Ranger shows out there, at least made, not necessarily as entertainment wise uh-huh. or anything, but like best made, best story because it's and I think it gets that only because it is one season, it's one enclosed story for the be from the beginning to the end, and I think that's why it can be considered probably one of the better stories of the Power Ranger series just because it has a a beginning point and end point. It knew what it was going to do and that's what it did and uh-huh. it told the whole story. It didn't like go on for 3 seasons or 5 seasons or whatever. It just like here's a new villain, here's a new villain and here's a new villain. No, it, it it kept one main big bad and it went through. It felt like it could have been a movie. Honestly, they could turn this story into a Power Rangers movie, and I think it would be pretty cool. Or at least a trilogy, you know. And a couple of the characters do come back in later seasons. And yeah. even cross over with the uh, the spinoff, uh, Hyperforce, which is a uh, online RPG show, but it is still within okay. considered part of the series. So the characters themselves or the actors come back? Uh both okay. uh i want to say at least um dylan the black ranger who is kind of the main character of the show which is weird because you know normally the red is the leader right and he still is but we mostly follow dylan and his story from beginning to end right um, yeah and, and there are you know spotlight episodes where we get you know characters and their backgrounds and stuff but it's mostly focused on him yeah yeah. And you know, he, he comes back. Um, and even uh, some of the villains, like you find, like, okay. Should we go into a little bit of spoilers from here on? Yeah, we're going to spoil this show because there's no way to dive really into the storyline without it. Um, well, I mean, there is, but then it's kind of boring. <laughs> then no one knows what the hell we're talking about. And most of the people that are probably listening to this episode have either watched it and or don't care um so yeah definitely we're gonna do spoilers for power rangers rpm uh i i usually just say we're spoiling anything we talk about on this show (laughs) well i know i just wanted to give my heads up from here on you're gonna hear stuff yeah definitely all right so we're definitely gonna do spoilers then and uh i want to talk real quick dylan dylan is to me that like the Tommy Oliver of this, uh, this franchise, I know people, power ranger fans are going to be like, Oh, fucking Tommy Oliver. Here you go. Fuck green ranger fan. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I've never seen a more divisive care. I mean, I've always been a Billy fan myself, but people either love Tommy or hate him. (laughs) And, And I think a lot of the times too, it's like, it's not that they hate him so much as they either liked Jason more or, 
they just don't like Jason David Frank. <laughs> so, you you know, it, it's one of those things. It's like, which is it? Do you not really like the character? Because I thought his character in the original series was pretty dope. But was he a good leader? Not as good as Jason. No. But still. Anyways, we're on RPM right now. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, I I kind of got like Tommy Oliver vibes, and most like mostly because of just like the way he he tried to interact with people, and I'll say like Tommy Oliver vibes from like when he was being evil Green Ranger, evil Tommy. We'll say yeah. that. Even though Dylan is completely not evil, <laughs> you still get those vibes. Um. Yeah. And uh, and then we have uh, Tanaya, who oh I forgot to say she she actually plays uh, Queen Mary in the series Rain. I think it's on Netflix. Um, and uh, I could have cared less for her in that series, but in this series, she's Bay to me. That's that's my wife now. That's that's my Power Rangers wife pick. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought she did a really good job. Uh, yeah. She was also in Teen Wolf, apparently. Oh, the rebooted series, Teen Wolf? Yeah, the 2013. Gotcha. Oh, no, that's when she appeared. I don't know when that show started. Yeah. All right, so um, let's go, man. Tell me what you got. What you got. Because I have notes. Like I said, I have notes. And one of my notes is, what the fuck was with the numbers on the chest? <laughs> I think it's just, uh, you know, uniformity. <laughs> Because they've done a good Zio, you know, they have the images on their helmets. Yeah. Or the faceplate or whatever, yeah. you know, Zio 1 through 5. That no one said that was good either. <laughs> True. It's like, not only are they se separated by color, but now they're separated by numbers. Who's number one? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, I I did I found that annoying because the numbers on their chest were like, and then they were shaped like they're animals, I guess too, like, mm -hmm. and then their cars are animals, and then I'm just like, what is what what is it? Are we animals? Are we cars? I gotta what say, <laughs> the uh is the character of Ziggy might be my favorite yeah. of this season. Well, he's the basic <laughs> comic relief too, which is nice. So, mm -hmm. it, so. The way they picked Power Rangers, they they were predetermined, like um, set things that Doctor K wanted in a person to get the powers. Yeah, and so that's how you know because you start the show with red, blue, and yellow already being established. Uh, Dylan and Ziggy are coming into the city from outside the dome, and uh, Dylan who. You, we learn, ha is infected with the virus and has cyborg parts, is super freaking strong. So they're like, you know what, let's make him one. And then Ziggy just accidentally becomes the green. <laughs> and so it's like everyone else is just accepting what Dr. K is, who is basically there for p people who watch the original. She's the mentor, the Zordon, yeah. as a, you know, and she comes up with all this technology and stuff. And so, uh, you know, they just accept what she says and they're like, all right, we're going to go out, defeat the machines, whatever. And he's like, okay, but 
why are we right. why why are there explosions behind us when we morph why why do the zords have little googly eyes yeah he's he's the one doing like the meta stuff of like why that what the fans are actually like questioning like why what, what's up with this what's up with that it's really cool <laughs> and later on there is an episode where they just they keep character but also do a behind the scenes yeah that <laughs> one drove for me an entire crazy. episode i was and like he, what are we doing like what it's what? so weird it, it made uh, i don't know what they were trying to accomplish with that but just waste an episode because they were like trying to catch up on something else <laughs> it's something you would expect to see as a dvd extra yeah but it was an actual episode but i guess it was what that was 2009 this series came out so maybe they were trying to do like a fox kids type stupid thing you know back in the day where they would just do like hey you remember these kids and blah 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 I mean, it was cool to see how they do some of the stunts so i imagine some kids were like oh that's awesome yeah yeah it, it felt like if you go to uh uh disney and go through like the indiana jones stunt thing that's what it felt like to me. Like they were in character. They they did their stunts. And I'm like, okay. And then when you know Disney, it was like Disney's last hurrah at them. You're like, oh, I I see you, Disney. I got you. Yeah. Oh. And one of the better things Disney did when they got a hold of it was move the filming to New Zealand. Because yeah, New Zealand's a beautiful country. Yeah. And for people that don't know, New Zealand is where um, not only uh, everyone's going to always say Lord of the Rings was shot there, whatever. Who cares? But also the Hercules legendary show was the, shot there with Kevin Sorbo. Xena with uh, 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 not, oh, not Lucy wow. Lawless. What was Yeah. Right? You know, you did that and now it's out of my head. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. No. Why well, yeah, Lucy Lawless was Xena. Was she? Yeah. Okay. And then Renee O'Connor, you know, her friend Gabriel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um I mean a lot of good stuff is usually shot over in New Zealand, mainly because oh, yeah. it's uh cheaper. Which is interesting to see how how is it cheaper to go over there and shoot all these things and you know, to pay for everyone to go over there and stuff, it's crazy the the states need to get their shit in order <laughs> so to make things you know plausible and and cheaper for films to want to shoot here more often this is why they all yeah. go to georgia now because you know this stuff is cheaper there and they get more tax cuts most states uh, are not doing that right now i don't know if we were we talked about it on the show or not but just a couple weeks ago we were talking about how michigan used to have that incentive and yeah well so the florida used to as well and then they cut the fucking thing and now like everything that was being shot here gets shot in georgia along the uh oceans and stuff up there too like they shot freaking uh baywatch up there in the cold water like <laughs> instead of waiting and until it's it was warmer and shit and shooting florida that's also a scheduling thing too, but still, like you could have shot in Florida, and the water could have been a little warmer. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Uh oh. Oh, you're going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
what did you think be okay so you you did the whole behind the scenes episode thing um just kind of meh it, it annoyed me honestly especially when they ended the episode and jumping right back into fighting a villain yeah well at first they were sitting on a couch ready to watch the behind the scenes footage together as a group yeah yeah <laughs> and then they're being like buddy buddy with like uh tanaya and all of them too because because they uh, again they don't use their real names they use their character names in the yeah. whole behind the scenes thing Re like creating the thing so it's like as a kid i think that would take you out don't you like like oh so they're just all friends so okay i don't know it might be because of the you know growing up with the fox era stuff where they did right weird stuff like that you know i i really don't think too much of it but maybe yeah it was interesting it's kind of like one of those after school specials of like them telling you not to do drugs or something like that staying in character and and uh, what, what was yeah. his name mcgruff the oh, crime yeah, dog yeah. yeah yeah is he still around <laughs> mm, i have no idea actually no idea because you had mcgruff you had Smokey. i think they got rid of Smokey the bear at one point and then brought him back i don't remember who knows I, yeah. there's there's probably something divisive about all of those characters nowadays someone will complain <laughs> well to be fair as a kid i always thought mcgruff was weird because he was in that long trench coat which i know is a detective thing but after watching so many comedies you know yeah. the whole the flashers <laughs> and i mean do dogs wear clothes no <laughs> flash you <laughs> um Anyways, man. All right, so <laughs> I keep saying anyways. Fucking hell. So we had uh, each ep each character, main character anyways, each got their own individual episode to do a backstory on. Um, Where, like, they showed Summer was going to get married. Or not going to get married. Was it she was going to get married? She was betrothed, basically. She's yeah. a rich family trying to marry her to another rich family. <laughs> right, and I was like, wait, are we, like, in, <laughs> like, old times? Like, what's going on here? Like... Well, I guess p people still do that. It's interesting. Um, I wonder if they still have dowries and all that shit, too. I'm sure they do. Uh, so, like, Summer was had to get married to... You are uh, really obsessed with that dowry. I know. I just watched Bridgerton, everybody, so I'm obsessed with a lot of stuff like from there. Uh, Summer has to get married. Um... Summer is the like basically the Bruce Wayne of the story, I feel. Except Andrews is like her parents, so when he passes away, Andrews is her butler and she's a rich girl and she basically becomes like a Bruce Wayne type in this only instead of seeing her parents die, she sees Andrews die, which is the one who basically raised her the entire time. So I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting they put that i mean grant i'm probably the only person who read it like that <laughs> no i did too so yeah i, I thought that was kind of neat to see something in there where it's not just the parents had to die because her parents clearly don't die we find them later they're in the city of corinth and it took them this long to find their daughter i guess so yeah because she's already been in the city for over a year at the time we've first see her yeah so yeah. 
yeah. her parents show up and they're like, okay, you've had your fun. Time to get back to being married. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't understand if they knew that she was there or if they just saw her on the news or what was going on. I think on. it's implied that they knew. They just thought it was some kind of like, yeah, it's a fad. It's a f- You'll yeah. grow out of it. Right. You're a little emo right now. We'll let you deal with that fad. So. <laughs> So, uh, okay, go ahead. Got go ahead. Flynn, who might have been my my second favorite. Who, uh, first of all, his accent. See Scottish. I absolutely find the Irish and Scottish accents to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's any characters like with those? Zealand. I kind of. I think that's a New Zealand accent like more new zealand right there that he was because a lot of these actors actors all these act a lot of these actors were from other countries they're not from america from the states yeah i thought i saw he was supposed to be from scotland though he is new zealand so it was a (laughs) new zealand accent doing a scott yeah Because uh, so is the one guy. I think the one guy is um, the uh, the Red Ranger. He is also New Zealand based, anyways. Uh-huh. As far as I can, I remember looking up. Again, this was almost a month ago. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to get a refresher as we talk. Right, and, right, right. You know, his story is a bit more you know simplistic. He wanted to go and you know help other people constantly and his dad's like no you gotta worry about yourself yeah and then the attack happened in the evacuation to the city and you know he goes out of his way to go save a bus full of people and they were so impressed that he was offered to become you know the blue ranger yeah yeah it was really um i don't know if i like all these episodes like do you remember the Avengers cartoon where each episode, the first few episodes, took place showing the backstory of the characters mm-hmm. and shit? Yeah. Uh, they did the same thing, I think, in one of the movies, too. Um, it was kind of like that. It was kind of like re-watching all of that stuff, but after we've already been introduced to the characters somewhat for a few episodes. Because I think it's like... Not until five episodes in, until we see these backstories happen. Start going back. Because the show opens up with everyone evacuating into the city. Yeah. And these flashbacks kind of, like, you're introduced to the three Power Rangers right there before they become Power Rangers. And these backstories kind of lead, like, the story that leads up to that point where we're first introduced to them. Right. Yeah, because it's showing like the world being taken over, and then everyone's just all of a sudden going to the dome instead of haven't been there, and yeah, okay. Uh, and Ziggy, <laughs> his backstory is literally he uh, he worked for a mob, which apparently still exists in this city, run by the military. <laughs> right, like, and, and, and he stole a bunch of what was it, medicine for, and gave it to an orphanage, and yeah. pissed off his boss. Yeah, that's his whole story. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's interesting too because, like you said, the 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 mob is still in there. It's like, ha- are they not worried about the Power Rangers like just knocking them out, or the power? Or are they just way too low on the totem for the Rangers to even deal with them? 
Like, Probably too low. It, it, it seems like the Power Rangers only care about the monsters. You know, I I guess as an adult, I'm getting to that point where I'm just like, can we can we fight some basic crime too? Like, can we stop some of these other criminals from doing some bad things? And also, why is there not like a list of like, if if this was the real world, let's just say that if this was the real world, the city of Corinth would have people pounding on the walls trying to get in that weren't allowed to get in because they would have like an elite list of the people that are allowed to come there from all around the world. Does anybody remember? What was it? Was it 2012 with uh, Cusack where they had the boats and shit like that and they were trying to get in there? Let me see. I might be mistaken myself. Uh, it looks like it was yes, 2012. The film there, when the world was like going through, uh, ending and shit like that, with John Cusack, they had like those boats and stuff that you had to get into the arcs, I guess, and uh, it was like it was the most elite people that could afford like billion dollar tickets to get into these boats. I feel like that's what. Our, our government and our world's government would end up doing if there was like ever a, a situation like that. Yeah. So how a mob got in there, I'm just like, what the hell? And it clearly Money. is like known that there's a mob there too. It's like they can't oh, yeah. really go anywhere. How is it hard for you to catch these people? <laughs> and they're not hidden at all. Like no. later on, like you know ziggy goes missing for a bit so they go to they literally go to their house like hey what did you do to him it's like i don't know yeah it's like everybody knows you're here it's like i guess because there's not that many humans they don't want to uh um detain you still would expect them to have law right it seems like nobody cares because we don't see like an actual like law enforcement program in place you have the power rangers and you have the military guys, and the military guys do what the Power Rangers do. They don't actually. There, there's no law enforcement within the walls of Corinth. So, I love, yeah. I love that idea. Like to me, the whole idea of this show. I'm like, give me a dark live action series of this, and you could be some badass stuff. Like mm-hmm. you know, have have some of the guys that have worked on Terminator help out with it. Have some of the guys that have worked on a Mad Max film. <laughs> like, I, I really think it's something that I could see somebody doing some really cool dark stuff with. Even if it's a fan film. Fucking give me a dark live action fan film of this stuff. I think the fact, you know, this show, it's, okay, if you talk to fans yeah power rangers like people have seen every season the ones that don't like this season usually you know the reason they don't like it is that it's darker than it it is dark for power rangers but it is still power rangers yeah Yeah, because in this one basically the entire world has been decimated except for this little town or little city which the city seems really big after a while i'm like how big is this dome Cause, cause they don't really give you bound like they show you the exterior shots of this dome, but they don't ever actually show you like the 
they don't give you like a mile range, at, at least that I have heard in the show of like how big the city is mile wise or acres or anything like that. Cause then they have these giant like Kaiju fights in there. And I'm like, I didn't even know the dome was that tall, <laughs> but okay. And it's got its own shielding system, shielding system and hologram system built in. So they don't see the outside, which to me is worrisome. It's like, um, you guys should at least have some cameras so you can see what's happening on the outside walls. I guess it's to keep the people inside from, yeah. you know, like, oh, God. So they feel the safe and secure, so they forget about everything that's actually going on until there's a, a sense of normalcy. <laughs> they have weather controls. I remember that episode. There was They were trying to sabotage them. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, man. This is the Truman Show's dome. That's what that is. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> All right, the Truman Show meets Terminator meets Mad Max. There we go. There, there is a character called Marcus Truman too, who's a soldier. I wonder if they did that, be, you know, as a homage. Oh, probably not. They probably just didn't even think about it. Oh no, I'm an idiot. He's the brother to the Red Ranger, Scott Truman. Oh, the one that died. Yeah. 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 So maybe because then the, you have the general and the general says it's his dome. So then it would be the Truman Dome. Boom. Yeah. There. I, I really wonder it, if they did that on purpose. Put it in the fandom. Oh, uh, the Wicca fandom thingy for for. I don't uh, see Rangers. any notes on here, but I would be shocked if that was a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, as we were just saying, you know, Scott, his, he's the son of the general. Yes. And so, you know, he's the straight, you know, straight and narrow one trying to always, you know, follow my orders or I'm going to discipline you. <laughs> and he has a rivalry going on with Dylan yeah, from the get go because Dylan just don't give a shit. <laughs> no, they, they put him in prison in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also put him in prison because, again, like I said, Terminator Salvation, he has. He comes in there and he has like robotic tech built into him. He's enhanced. Yeah. So again, that's where I got the Terminator Salvation vibe because I'm like, oh, okay. So there's a human that doesn't know he's part robot. <laughs> hmm. Seems interesting. But I think this actually might have come out the same year that Terminator Salvation came out. If I'm not, if I remember correctly, T- yeah. 2009. Yeah. Damn. So they were all just like, you know, hey, can we borrow this from you? <laughs> See, that movie came out in May. The show started it. Oh, excuse me. March. So, yeah, around the same time. Yeah. They're probably shooting at the same time. Well, I'm sure Terminator Salvation was shooting a lot sooner because there's a lot more to it. But still. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I still oh. act like I have my mic on my face. Yeah. Did you uh did you like the fact that uh, this is something I appreciated because when mm-hmm. we first get introduced to Dr. K, it's literally just a beepy thing on a screen. So yeah, the letter like, K. Yeah, with a letter K and you're just like, "Okay, that's Zordon basically or or whatever other person you want to remember from any other show." Um 
And then, like, by the... I think it's in the first episode, even, too. They actually show you... I think they might... I think they might have went three before she finally makes an appearance. No, because it was really fast. It was really fast. I think it was either first or second episode. I think they make the reveal at the end of this episode too, but they don't show you who she is. And then she becomes Until, like an yeah. active member. Gotcha. Yeah. And then we find out that Dr. K is not just a computer program, but it's a younger girl, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. K who's been locked up. They give her a backstory too, which was nice. Cause we rarely ever get to see a backstory for the mentor or they're, they're the Rangers like lead person or whatever. So you got a backstory on her, which is she's like a child prodigy genius that the government took and locked away (laughs) to make shit. And Uh, and we assume that they took away her name because she's in this thing called Alphabet Soup. So we think, you know, we can assume that they gave her the name K. Right. And to make her feel better, because it's like you get this sad uh through the years of like l of her birthday is like can i go outside now and they're right. they make up some some lie about her being allergic to the sun yeah she has like some she they tell her she has like a skin disease allergic to the sun's radiation or some shit the best thing about that is they give her two psychotic friends who are very unstable <laughs> to try and make her happier yeah and, oh. Yeah, I really enjoyed her arc throughout the series because then we get the reveal that as a way to go outside, she made the Vengex virus as kind of like a giant, fuck you, I want to leave. Yeah, and but she didn't do it to do what it did. They stopped her from being able to stop it, so then it Mm -hmm. went out of control because they didn't want her to leave the facility, which, I mean... She still ended up leaving the facility because they they went to Corinth, so it doesn't fucking matter. And, and it kind of plays into it because she's very like overprotective of her stuff, and yeah. like, no, I I won't let you do anything until I can think of every possible outcome. Because of Vengex getting out of control, she didn't foresee that, so right. it goes into her character throughout the show, and she lightens up, of course. And her and Ziggy have a little back and forth. <laughs> Yeah. Mostly because oh, she time. doesn't like him. What's that? It's mostly because she doesn't like him because he wasn't supposed to be a ranger. Yeah, he, he basically hijacks the ranger's power, which, if I remember correctly, didn't it just happen because he was trying to save her? Was that what happened? Or they like, or no, someone was trying to take the. I, I don't remember how that one happened. Fuck. The mob was trying to steal it. And the only way he could protect it was put, put it, it on him. Yeah. Once you put it on, it like bonds with your DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's a cool concept. I like that concept in the Ranger universe, which I think we've seen that before, before this show, right? Did we ever see that? Uh, I would be shocked if we didn't. Yeah. Honestly, but I can't, it's not coming to mind. I know there was always some random thing that was like, oh, well, when you're in the Ranger suit, you get like super strength and like, and super intelligence, and you know how to use everything and, instantly. <laughs> and they do that. And they go do that. And uh, each ranger has a their own unique ability. Yes. Like uh, what was it? Uh, well, Ziggy Blue teleported. Can... Uh, Ziggy teleports. Green teleports. Uh, Blue could stop super time. Fast? 
Oh, Scott, that's it. And red was super fast, right? Red was super fast. Or no, that was yellow. What the hell were their powers? No, yellow was... Uh... Oh, shit. I should have rewatched this again last night. <laughs> but I was finishing oh, Bridgerton, people. Gosh. Which, which <laughs> it was funny, uh, while you're looking that up, we were finishing up Bridgerton, and my wife was just like, let's just finish it. I want to get it over with. Because she was starting to get bored of it, I guess, because there's so much sex in this show, dude. And not, like, just quick little bits of sex but like they get intense in it <laughs> there was one whole episode where they were basically doing like a montage of sex but the sex scenes each were lasting a few minutes and she's like okay do, do we really need that much <laughs> like you could just show this clips of their butts or something <laughs> you got it yeah yellow can focus energy signatures and flow it into concentrated surges uh, red, he creates like a, some kind of highway in front of him, which might just be a visual thing for us Yeah, and run really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you see like his feet, don't his feet like turn to the wheels or some shit. I think they've, they showed that once or twice. Yeah, I think so. And then, uh, you know, the black ranger Dylan gets, uh, basically if he thinks he can't be hurt, he won't be, but he has to be thinking it. Otherwise it doesn't work. Yeah, which is so weird. It's like, I don't think I could get hurt ever. How about that? What <laughs> uh, he creates a force field. That's what he does. Dylan can create yes, yeah. a force field around him or whoever else. They Basically, their powers... I don't understand why they get power, like superpowers like that, but okay. It works. It works for the show. It definitely works for the show. Because uh, Ziggy, you get a lot of, again, Ziggy's comic relief. So you get a lot of uh, spots of him trying to learn to use his teleportation powers. <laughs> and, and he's like, ends up like hanging off of a building sometimes or some shit. Like that. And then uh, he ended up getting zapped into a cave and they got stuck in a cave. So that was always fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they almost suffocated this. Because yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, enclosed yeah it was enclosed and then uh she was in there uh dr k was with him so she couldn't um charge up their suits that's another thing they add in here too is she has to charge their suits there's once they use so much energy they actually have a repercussion to that and uh -huh. the, the suits need charge the zords need charge shit like that um but the fucking zords dude there are so many fucking like okay they only have a few zords but there are 12 fucking mega zords in this series mega zords not just individuals but 12 i started counting them up i was like how many like they have it set so each um each set of vehicles can join together in specific ways to make different Megazords. And then they have the Ultra Zord. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It looked really cool. And dumb at the same time. <laughs> it's like, why? We have a tail here. and We have a tail there. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 
And there's been a couple different seasons now where they do this, where one combination of Megazord can have different combinations. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And then, God, what was, they get their Ultrazord, which is, uh, you know, for people who haven't watched it in a while, uh, it's all of them combined into one, and it's one gigantic fucking person. And it's like bigger than any of the other Zords, of course. And then it's like... 20 or 30 or 100 they can't tell feet bigger than the actual like uh monster the robot monster because they're not monsters they're all robots too which is yeah something that i always forget because they look really organic so uh and the first time they do it you see the height difference (laughs) it's just yeah it's so good It's, oh man, I love this. It's so dumb. I, I might have to revisit the show or just buy this one because I actually there was a lot of stuff I know I definitely missed in it. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I've only watched it one time, and the whole reason I watched it is because you were talking about it, and then a couple other friends of mine that are real big Power Rangers fans have been telling me, you know, check it out. It's like the best made one. Um, so I was like, all right. I was like, even better than, and then they were like, yes, better than that one, or you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, Dr. K is the child prodigy. Uh, we get wheel blaster maneuvers from the big Megazord. I don't know what that means. I don't know why I wrote that down, but I said, so dope. <laughs> Isn't that where it pops the tire off and kicks it? <laughs> yes, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And then um, in this series, too, they also create, like, a pocket Megazord. Yeah, it's just a little tiny tire. <laughs> yeah, they have this, like, they create this little it's discus. It's a robot. It, it, it's, like, the size of a hockey puck tire that they can, like, basically throw, like, Rita Repulsa used to and, like, make my monster grow. And then this fucking, like, pocket robot pops out. And it's, is it as tall as the Rangers or is it a little taller than them? It's a little taller, little taller, but then it can also get bigger <laughs> for right. the Megazord. Because yeah. both the Red Ranger and the Megazords use it as a finisher attack where they just kick it off of uh, I don't know, some kind of stand. Uh, you know, obviously a toy. And yeah. just... <laughs> it, oh. it looks... Dude, this whole show, I was just like watching it. I was like, with all the Megazords and all this stuff, I'm like... The toys for this at this point in time, in 2009 especially for Toys R Us, had to be fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. if they marketed every single individual one. It would have been really cool to see if they marketed, because I didn't I didn't look into the history of the toys for this one, but if they would have marketed it so you could buy each individual piece to build each 12 fucking Megazords. <laughs> Or, like, who out there owns all 12 of these Megazords? I would love to speak with you because I want to know and I want one. I, I definitely want oh. I definitely want the Ultra Zord, their Ultra Megazord or whatever they called it in there. So I, I, I can believe people bought multiple just so they could have every configuration on display. Because <laughs> this is such a weird-ass season. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, wait, and- here's... Uh, Bandai, Power Rangers, Zords. Nope, that's not it. Okay. All right. 
Yeah, and you can, they kind of explain away the goofy-looking look of them as, you know, a manifestation of Dr. K's stolen childhood, which, I mean, it's a decent explanation for the yeah. Japanese Zords. I don't know the reason for theirs, but it, they're really fucking weird-looking. <laughs> well, the first just... one that they have in the series when they, when they first joined together, because also Dr. K mm-hmm. has to, like, program the Zords' DNA or some shit to be compatible with each other so that they can join together. Um, yeah, she's like designing uh, codes for them to fit yeah. and stuff. And she has to, eventually, they need to find alternate power sources so they can make the bigger versions. And yeah. that leads to, I don't know, expeditions outside the city so you see more of the world and stuff. And... Right. <laughs> they, um, well, when she's doing oh, shit, what was I going to say? <laughs> The original three Zords. The original, oh yeah, the original, the original first Megazord that they put together in this series, or in this show, um, which is called the High Octane. High Octane, <laughs> but it looks like a fucking totem pole. Like, yes, it I'm does. like, what, what did we do it? <laughs> and then that just oh. that just made me want to have a, a Power Rangers Indian uh, version. So yeah, I know you're not supposed to say Indian, but still. <laughs> And uh, each of their Zords has, like, a special attack that they do. Yeah. Like, uh, Scott, his the red one, it, like, pops out wings. Like, I don't know if you remember that old Hot Wheels yeah. uh, cartoon. Pops yeah. out wings, takes flight, and then, like, gets on fire and rams shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, later on, we finally find um, Jen. Was it Jen and Jen? Or- it's Gem and Gemma. Gem and Gemma. Yeah. And Which, uh, they finish yeah. each other's sentences. That's like their trope. They're brother and sister. Or no, they're not. No, actually. they're not. There's. Wait. They're just two really good friends. Yeah, they're two really good friends because they don't date in this show. They don't. They don't hint. No, me. they, they don't even hint. There's a that. little uh, romance subplot between Summer and Dylan, but. And there's it's a very... romance between. Gemma and uh Dylan was it? The Blue Ranger. Yeah, no, Flint. Flint. Why did I say Dylan? Not, I don't even know if it was really supposed to be a romance, but that's what I was gra- grabbing from it because they were having them work together and she was like kind of happy, but then like when Gem came back, she was like, "Well, I got to go with him." And seems depressed about it. So, I really liked how they introduced these two cuz it was one of those expeditions outside the city. Yes. And they're like getting surrounded by the army and all of a sudden these two rangers appear out of nowhere, kick the crap out of stuff and then disappear and they're yeah. like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it was kind of like the I I guess I I would say reminiscent of like the Gold Ranger showing up for the first time. In mm-hmm. the original uh, Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin, I should say. Um, yes, people, I'm going to reference that because that's the one I know the most. <laughs> so, and it's the most popular, and it's not leaving Netflix. So, and it's got the most comics. So, uh, yeah. But after they see that, they go back to the city and talk to Doctor K, and she's like, "What?" They explain, you know, gold and silver, and she's like those sound like the prototype suits from the alphabet soup, which yeah. is what she based the other Rangers on. Yeah. And, you know, as it goes, it, they eventually find the two of them and invite them back to the city. And it's her two psychotic friends that she lost. 
<laughs> they they really their only thought is destroy. Yeah, yeah, they were, uh, and I was trying to look them up. I was trying to see if they were if they had brought them in because they had previously worked on other Power Rangers stuff or not Power Rangers stuff but uh, Sentai stuff. Because I thought, mm-hmm. oh, maybe they're actual like real, not real Rangers, real Sentai uh, from the original series stuff. But I could not find anything. But I do know apparently Gem shows up in Hyperforce. Yeah, yeah. There are a couple of, uh, excuse me, people who come back. Okay. Uh, she also comes back and. Well, Gem is uh, the guy. I don't yeah. know if Gemma is in that oh, one or not. Uh, Gemma comes back for, I think, Operation Overdrive, which is, okay, you know, for those original Zordon Arrow watchers, you didn't like Turbo, Operation Overdrive is universally hated. Mm. Oh, speaking of, uh, speaking of um, the actress who played Gemma, she was actually in Xena as well. So she is definitely a New Zealand actress right there. I'm uh, going to butcher this, but Li Ming... Li Ming who? who? Yeah. Is that like Cindy Lou Who? <laughs> oh, she was also in Xena. Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, did you? Yeah. She was in... Oh, I misheard you then. Xena, uh, the Shannara Chronicles. That's another show that was shot in New Zealand, too. Um... I watched that because my wife watched the Shannara Chronicles. And yes, I definitely now remember her in there now that I'm actually picturing it. Um, Shannara Chronicles is a CW show. I guess it says comes to spike, but it was a CW show, I believe. At least it was shot like a CW show. Um, it watch it if you like some fantasy but it's like weird fantasy because it's like orcs and elves it's like lord of the rings but like there's also like the the san francisco or the uh, golden gate bridge is in there and shit too so you're like is this at first you're questioning that whole show like is this taking place in a fantasy world and then you start seeing things and you're like oh wait no this is earth like just in the future, but decimated, and now there's elves and stuff. Like I was confused by that whole show. I didn't pay that much attention to it. The only um, reason I actually watched it was because a few of the actors from it uh, have appeared in Arrow, and also because um, who was it? Oh, the guy who played Deathstroke. I really like him. I forget his real name, but he's also one of the main characters in that show. Anyways, this is Power Rangers, not Shannara Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what uh, we do. <laughs> yeah, we go off topic. Little um, tangents. But yeah, no, Gem and Gemma were pretty pretty cool to see introduced. Again, I really like their helmets. I don't know if I like their, their spandex shininess so much, but the helmets were pretty dope. Um, I get the spandex and the shininess are supposed to go with their their helmets and their their colors and stuff like that. So I understand that. Now, I, I think you watched a lot of the originals, right? Do you remember the Battleizers? 
by the way. Which is an American concept that wasn't in the Sentai until uh, relatively recent. It's uh, the Red Ranger gets like a power up. I don't think this season had one, did it? Uh, would that have been like? I don't think so. Oh, you're talking about like when they got like the fucking Turbo Man jets and shit like that on them. Yeah, yeah, the I think that, that, and that, that was like, like galaxy. That was in space. Was it space? Yeah, space was when they first introduced it. Yeah, I guess you could say the uh, the mini robot might have been counted because only he kicked it. Huh. The, the road attack zord is what the, yeah. they call it. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that, that we got any suit enhancements in this show that no. I can remember. Um, you got you got zord enhancements. They really focused on the zords. Oh, yeah. That, definitely. They introduced, you know, for people who had, didn't watch past, like, the first season of Power Rangers, they started replacing zords, like, halfway through a season. Mm-hmm. And... They introduced the Paleo Max, which is like three train cars. But the way they introduce it is so interesting because it's like it's gone feral <laughs> outside in the wasteland. It's just a a train that attacks anything that goes near it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's such a weird concept. And when they eventually do get it, the only person who pilots it is Scott. So it's not like it even replaces anything. He just gets his own personal Megazord. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to cough. <laughs> I was um, fighting it so hard. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. I love how the Gem and Gemma Zords can come together to make a Megazord by themselves. Yeah. Also. Um the what is it the zenith i think no that's not it i don't remember what they called each one because there was 12 of them to there was 12 of them don't fucking ask me (laughs) what each one was called i don't know (laughs) i remember the ultra because it was the biggest (laughs) and that was such a lame name ultra zord Oh uh, shit! I was really I just, looking forward to seeing like um, a whole shot with like twelve different Zords on there. But again, they I guess they couldn't do that because they need each one to make specific yeah. ones, versions of it. Um, so then they have uh, they they have an episode in here. It's episode twenty two. It's called Dome Dolls. It's the all girls episode. It's kind of breaks the show it shows that two rangers on their own uh shows that the dome can use defenses on a mass scale like because because they so in this episode all the men are basically like knocked out if i remember correctly from some gas you want me to read the synopsis yes read the synopsis for me man (laughs) When an attack bot puts all of Corrin's men to sleep, it's up to the girls to suit up and defend the city. Summer takes up the lead, and together with Gemma, Dr. K, Vasquez, and the other women of the city, they thwart Vengeska's plans. And I believe Vasquez is one of the military. Yes. So, in this episode, though, 
only it only takes two rangers to hold down the uh entire city um and and not only just two rangers but then it also shows that the city has massive defenses that can stop like all these attacks that have been happening that they have like giant guns on them to stop uh, air raids massive (laughs) guns they have well not only that too like they have the the shield right uh-huh. And you have a shield that con- goes completely over the city. How it, how are everyone just going in and out of this shield? Not the, only uh, the, the, not only the good people, but the bad people. Like how are they coming in and then going out? Because you see that they have to they they have to always. I guess it's con- at a convenience point. They have to have them shut the shields down so that they can come in and shut the shields down so that they can go out. So if the shields are up when the baddies are in there, how are the baddies getting the fuck out? (laughs) And, you know, you might be thinking, well, the shield just covers the city. What if they go underground? They do that in an episode. Yeah. (laughs) They actually think of that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which at that point, then you think you would have, uh, for being such a, a well defensed facility, you would have defenses underground too. Yeah, apparently they didn't think of that. Oh. <laughs> Even though they have like their water and stuff that dear, we do see under the city. So. Yeah, dear future world overlords, when you build a dome to protect us from robots, make sure. It encases everything underneath us, too. Thank you. If Tremors can get us, you screwed us. <laughs> this is why we just need to go to space. <laughs> Fucking hell. You go tell, discover a new galaxy. You're telling me with as much, uh, as much money as they probably spent on that dome, they couldn't have just sent everybody into space? <laughs> like... Let the robots have the planet. Fuck it. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, but yeah, no, have... that episode. It was a that was a good episode, though. I thought it was. Oh yeah, because there's you... so many one-offs that are just yeah. really good this season. But it was nice to see just like two rangers instead of like ten rangers or how many do they have? Seven in this one, I think it is total. Yep. Because of Gem and Gemma. So it was nice to see which, just two rangers deal with an issue and a problem because we've seen that in other shows, which was nice. In this one, it was a lot yeah. of like, here's seven people, fight, or here's five people getting their asses kicked and then Gem and Gemma come in to save them. <laughs> it's like... Which, that actually is a, uh, that happens in an episode, you know, uh, Scott, who's the son of a general, yeah, the general, um, he's constantly trying to get approval. He's leading this team, you know, it's like, putting his life on the line and then uh gem appears and just beats the crap out of one thing and his dad's like here you go here's a medal thanks for yeah. doing the service yeah. Yeah. <laughs> scott's like yeah screw you He's like, fuck you dude like you know what <laughs> yeah uh shit and i might add that scott is right there while jem is fighting the thing with him yeah um all right, this is going to be the biggest spoiler because and I and I had texted you this way before I finished the show. Mm-hmm. Like I was like 5 episodes in or something. I was like, I'm going to text you this just in case this is like legit so I can be like, see, I called it. 
Um, yeah, we haven't gone into Dylan stuff. So yeah, Dylan, it, it comes to light that Dylan and Tanaya, Tanaya Seven, who is like the big bad, uh, sexy girl in this whole show, um, who gets reprogrammed to be Tanaya Fifteen. Was it because it's Tanaya Seven and then Tanaya? 15, 15 which is it's just uh they label their attack by uh, their monsters basically yeah uh based on like their generation of you know like iphone yeah seven six all that it's they basically do that with the monsters so, so. they skip eight generations on her though <laughs> yeah they put uh 15 generation tech into her to make her more compliant at one point yeah um so let's so a spoilers on this one just real quick just to get it out of the way but their brother and sister we find out at the end that dylan and tanaya are brother and sister um so now we can dive into these guys a little bit more because tanaya is created we see her created in uh vinjex's uh lab mm-hmm. or so we think and um She's like the big bad throughout the whole thing. Besides, of course, uh, 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 Vengex. Do they just call him Vengex? Yeah. Okay. So Vengex, yeah, because he's the computer program and everything. Um, so he's like the big, big bad, and she's like his Goldar, I guess, to reference that. Um, and and we work through it. And we go and uh, well, yeah, they I, don't, start... I don't know how, how do we go with this? <laughs> it's after you know the show starts, we get that immediate look of them evacuating into the city. We pick up Mad Max style with Dylan, yes. who's just wandering around trying to figure out his path because he has no memories of yeah, yeah. what happened. This is like Dylan's whole story starts at the very, very, very beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we don't really dive into him a whole lot until later down the road when we start diving more into Tanaya. And uh, and then Dylan starts getting like these memory flashes because there is a supposedly a memory bot that has his memories. Um, yeah. But to save everybody, they end up destroying the bot, which is hard on Dylan, but it was worth it to save the city, I guess. Yeah. Um, his team is struggling and he's... Yeah. So it was his call to get rid of his memories and but now he's having flashbacks of different people, like his he's having flashbacks of a little girl, his sister, I got well, not even a little girl. Like they don't really they don't show the person. They don't show the person in the flashbacks at first. Um Uh, and she's blind. Yeah. And she is blind, his sister's blind. And I don't know why they needed to add that in, but okay. I think it's kind of just foreshadowing because when we meet Tanaya, she has like some weird like eye implant mask thing. So I think it's yeah, because the whole faceplate thing it goes around her eyes every time she fights. Though that's when she well, it's also she's got the implants of it. um, Yeah, yeah, you know, on her temples. So okay, I I think it's kind of just to sow the seeds. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so. I, I'll go with that. Um, so and he slowly remembers uh, 
more and more. Yeah. And uh, they got separated in an attack, which I believe turns out to be Jem and Gemma when they were just outlaws in the wild, just attacking a uh, facility that they happened to be, uh, you know, being operated on in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, the, they were divided at that point by her falling down. So he thought she had died, died. originally. But then... Um, all that shit was taken away because they took him and erased his memories from all that shit. So he didn't even know. The only thing that reminded him was uh, a little trinket that he had. A music bar-like yeah. thing. Yeah. Which they said that um, – Gem and Gemma said that they had heard that in the prison that they were captured at too. The, uh, the same tune, I guess it would be. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to dive way too much into that, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome to watch it. It's play out. really good to see play out because it's, it's one of the better things. Like, like you said at the very beginning, this was Dylan's, he was the main character. Um, yes. And it's, it's basically his story, even though we see other characters develop and their stories and stuff like that. Uh, this is totally a Dylan slash Tanaya, I guess, by the end story. And it's probably the one of the things that helps save this story from being just like another generic Power Rangers show. Um, yeah. Not that I don't like other Power Rangers shows, people. <laughs> they're mostly, of, you know... I will get a lot of hate for this one. Just watch. <laughs> they're mostly, you know, villain of the week stuff. But this one actually had yeah. like a nice subplot that ran throughout the entire show and it was right. really interesting to see it slowly come together yeah definitely and and not only like slowly come together but come together seamlessly almost because there there wasn't many things you could pull apart within tanaya's and dylan's story uh as as much as you could say a wonder woman 84 um <laughs> but uh Yes, I had to toss that in there. Um, I really like the fact that I called it, like, within episode whatever, that they were brother and sister. Um, and at the same time, I kind of don't like that. But I was just like, dude, something's got to be up. Like, and maybe it wasn't episode five. Maybe it was, like, when they introduced the fact that he had a sister. I think that's <laughs> when I said something. Um, yeah, I, I immediately suspected the same. Yeah. And they try really hard to make you think that she's 100% robot because they give her a hand that's removable and everything like that. <laughs> Which that leads to some really awesome scenes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. And then, uh, then, then you, of course, you get the new, the, the general, I forget the general's name that comes back, the robot general. Um, see that she fights got the list a lot here. because he does not like her and then clearly she does not like him it's not is it kilobyte yes kilobyte yes, which yes. <laughs> you can tell he is he is very much a uh, japanese inspired character he's yeah. got like some hair like uh appendages that he like combs and stuff yeah, he likes and always he, wiping his hair back i'm like what are you doing dude you're he a looks robot. like uh, uh the stereotypical like uh, yakuza anyone who ever played those games the main character kind of yeah. 
hyperbolic yeah japanese gangster <laughs> anytime he says something like stupid he's like slicking my hair back i'm like bro your hair did not move i don't think your hair actually can move it's like cables that are connected to you dude like what are you doing it was a really weird personality trait that they put onto that character but yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I, it was interesting. i think yeah, I think out of all of this entire show, that is probably the most Japanese aspect that remained. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, for Tanaya, what we get with her is a lot of, like, again, robot. Um, when she's, when they finally realize, or when Dylan finally realizes that it's his sister. Um, Mm -hmm. they try to protect her and do these interesting things with her. Uh, and then the other Rangers are always suspectant of her, of course. Um, and then we get, what was it? She ends up getting captured again after he finds out that it's his sister. And that's when they realize that she's been compromised and, they yeah, she's uh, starting to remember stuff slowly. Yeah. So they turn her to Naya fifteen at yeah. that point, and then she's forgotten everything. And then, she, of course, she goes back in, and um, then she's a lot easier though to to knock out of the whole uh, you're a human, not a robot type thing, you know? Yeah, she's a, she's a lot easier and more susceptible, even with all the new updates. It's interesting because at that yeah, point, I... it's only like two or three episodes left in the season uh-huh. before she, or after she gets turned to Tanaya 15. Um, and she does get uh, a bit more ruthless. Like she, yeah. she actually, uh, like she, the mob comes back into play. Eventually she manipulates them into capturing Ziggy and basically like separating the team. And she, like, she's a really, yeah. Ruthless. capable general yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh i think it's more it was easy for them to break through it earlier on because you know you do she wants to be promoted to a general like Vengex keeps overlooking her plans and the other generals keep messing with them which they come close to working until they alter something and then they get screwed up and she's getting fed up with it <laughs> yeah yeah, it's uh, Ziggy's. Ziggy's funny. Oh, Ziggy is my favorite. <laughs> um, so I find, I know we were talking about Tanaya too, but uh, I don't. There's not much rest to to go on with Tanaya. I mean, we we find out she's his sister, and then that's basically the end of that story. Mm-hmm. She becomes Tanaya fifteen. She becomes ruthless, and then fucking. I forget how they snap her back in to hum to like, hey, you're fucking human. Uh, I, I think it, he like puts his life in danger to rescue her. Okay, and... yeah, yeah. No, oh, the other robot, the other general was trying to kill her, even though yes. she had just been reprogrammed, reprogrammed and stuff. That's what it was. Yep. Okay, and then we it... go from there because she flies off the uh, edge of the bridge right and he grabs yeah that's what it is yeah 
Okay. So, and then we yeah, get the get her in. They they infiltrate the base, or uh, and then they basically wipe everything out. Yeah. The and, end. Yeah. It it, <laughs> it kind of shifts from Dylan's, you know, his mystery to getting his sister back, and then yeah. just wiping out the virus. Right. Is like the end goal. That becomes basically his whole his whole thing throughout the whole show is like his character arc is like, I'm a nobody. I don't give a fuck about you. I just want to, you know, live and find my whoever, whatever my purpose, my name or whatnot. And and throughout the whole show with, you know, doing these expeditions outside the city, they get more Intel from like fringe outposts and stuff. And so they eventually get enough to where they're like, okay, we're tired of being on the defensive. It's time to go on the offensive. And yeah. Yeah. That's and when, you know, the final, final confrontation. Confrontation happens. They It took some convincing, too, of the human general to let them even mm-hmm. do that. I don't even think they actually got 100% permission, even. No, didn't he steal his dad's uh, camping van? Yeah. <laughs> I think they just dipped out on him. Uh, Which was that was great because you stole my van <laughs> yeah um and then that basically leads into the end where they just win and uh everybody gets the each of them get their own happy ending part uh they go out into the real world and notice hey there's a whole field of fucking flowers here so uh awesome the world is the world is fixing itself already um basically is what it comes down to uh yeah and you we kind of get a hint the the world because in the first episode dylan finds a flower yes and he waters it with some of his drinking water and stuff like that and they recreate that scene almost Mm -hmm. with uh the girls and him uh with a one flower and then they walk up the hill and notice there's like thousands of flowers everywhere so uh, not the flowers are going to help because there's no bees to pollinate them, but Hey, <laughs> and then at the very end, we get that after credit scene, the, in the whole show, Vengex is in this Zordon like tube with like a howl yeah. eye stock. And you know, they beat the, the, they think the virus is gone, everything else. And then they, we get a shot back at their base and the eye stock just, flickers yeah it was in um one of the morphers they were packing up the morphers because they no longer needed the morphers and apparently Mm -hmm. he uploaded himself supposedly into one of the morphers so he could still be around but if they don't use the morphers it doesn't matter oh one thing we forgot to mention with dylan is his uh cyborg implants that actually comes into play a little bit uh, as it spreads through his body. <laughs> yes, yes. And actually, not only his cyborg implants, there's a whole episode where they turn on everybody that has uh, like some sleeper. type of robotic sleepers in them um, to attack the city from within. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the one of the last episodes as well. Yeah, uh, that was... Like, I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that possibility. Yeah, because I think, didn't they put through, like, the water or some shit like that? I don't remember Something how they got like into that. their systems. Um, but it was, like, more than 50% of the population was infected by in, uh, Vengex already because mm-hmm. of enhancements that they didn't even know they had. 
Whoa. There we go. Okay. That made me jump. <laughs> um. Shit. What's going on? There we go. Making sure I'm still recording, guys. Um. Yeah, so they, they had a whole uh, dome-wide instead of worldwide uh, infestation of injects people being uh, infected with the injects virus. A pandemic, if you will. Um, <laughs> I know, that's not funny. Uh, I have something, though. Um, every time Ziggy was like in his human form, like human troubles, like with the mob and stuff like that, yeah, I find it funny that like the everybody knows he's a ranger supposedly. Yeah, well, that's that's another thing in this series is everyone knows who the rangers are. Yes. It's not a secret. Yeah, 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 everyone knows who the rangers are. Um, but so everyone knows Ziggy's a ranger, and they still come after him <laughs> and, and attack a ranger who's literally saving the 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 dome every time there's an attack and the mob's like still trying to like off him basically i'm like what are you guys doing um like it it just made no sense to me for that the whole mob thing doesn't really make a lot of sense no not at all so it, it just seems like they wanted to have like some weird story arc in there that it just didn't it didn't pan out, I guess, probably how the way they thought it would do. I do like he has no restraint. He'll morph and kick the crap out of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're just regular people. And he's like, all right. Uh, mass population is infected. It gives off, gives more weight, plus sells the idea of the hybrid labs previously shown. That's what I was going to go into right there. I was reading my note verbatim just now. <laughs> oh, and uh, Dr. K, the fact that she created the Vengex virus, that uh, that eventually goes public. And yeah. there's some major repercussions. Yeah, she's uh, hunted down, arrested, um, or tr tried to be arrested because yeah. she keeps using holograms all around the city. <laughs> uh, and, um, oh, yeah. Uh, it was episode 30 that uh, that the uh, population was all infected. And I wrote this note down. I said, I love episode 30 is called Endgame and half the population is useless. <laughs> that's that's uh, 2009, so nine years before Endgame. Right. They stole it. <laughs> um. And then Ziggy also comes to the rescue of Dr. K towards the end as well. And then eventually she calls him Ziggy instead of uh, Ranger Operator Green. Operator Ranger Green or whatever it is. Um, and then the ending, of course, is open if they ever decided they wanted to go back to it, which they won't because Disney. Oh, um, maybe. I got some things... Uh this connections to that this show has made the other seasons that might intrigue you. Okay. Uh, between episodes, uh, let's see, where was it? 24 and 26. At some point they chase a, uh, a new member of the cog, not cog army. That's a different, the Vengex army called professor cog. 
and it's a crossover with uh, Samurai, which is two uh, two seasons after this. Okay, which is in the main uh, timeline for Power Rangers. So, uh, you know, that's where we get the first crossover with the other series. But it takes place, you know, in the middle of RPM. So it's right. kind of a little bit of a retcon. Uh, Unless RPM is the very final of all of the Ranger shows. Nah, they they already said that. <laughs> Sorry, fuck <laughs> off, Ben. <Yeah. laughs> He's just like, nope, nope. It would be neat if that's what it was, but nah, they already. <laughs> um, also, we uh, was it SPD and Time Force go like thousands of years into the future, so we already see that. Yeah. But uh, in Megaforce, Professor Cog is still shown to be running around in the main timeline. So they have to get more help from the RPM Rangers. And then in the newest season, Beast Morphers, which is not leaving Netflix, by the way, so you can watch that after January. Mm-hmm. Vengex comes back. He plays a major role in this season. Ooh, really? Yes. And How do they do? Is it? So... Because RPM's a completely different timeline from what they're saying. So yep. is there, like, multiverse shit going on here? A bit, yeah. Like, Beast Morphers is really awesome. I don't know how much spoilers I want to get into because it's... Yeah. They bring back Goldar. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is, like, a giant anniversary season. and Of everything? And that's I've the been one... waiting... Is that the one that's currently going, or no? Beast Morphers is it just finished? Just okay this year. Yeah. Yep. Um, Man. It, yeah. So I'm waiting for. Uh, they started doing this thing where they split it into two seasons instead of just having one, which is nice because it gives you more time to tell a story. But then they put super in the title for some reason. Right. Oh, uh, I'm kind of waiting for I don't think it's actually called this but as a joke it's what has been dubbed the Super Beast Morpher season to get to Netflix so I can watch the whole thing because yeah. it it sounds like it's giant callback to a ton of previous seasons okay that's actually pretty cool um, dude my last note is just Tanaya be my girlfriend please <laughs> please be my girlfriend my wife won't matter or my wife won't care, I should say. She does matter. <laughs> Go and get yourself in trouble with that one. Right? Oh. Okay. So, do you have any more on RPM? That I, I did not know that they were like a kind of multiverse thing. I thought this was just a one and done show and it was not, never going to be connected to anything. So it's kind of interesting and nice to see that some of that stuff is in mm-hmm. Beast Morphers. You said Beast Morphers, right? Yeah, Beast Morphers and um, Samurai was the first crossover, but that happens in, like okay. I said, towards the end of RPM. But it, right. Uh, and then Operation Overdrive was the other one I said. Okay. I can't remember. And I want people to know too, like, because because we've talked about plenty of other type of movies and shows on this podcast um super mega force we're, we're okay super mega force like power rangers rpm is good if you don't like power rangers at all you might still really enjoy this one if you don't like the campiness to power rangers don't watch this one and then come yell at us because you have to like some of that 
some of that stuff just to get it. Yeah. But I feel the, the story 100% is a really good story. And the way that they encapsulate each character's personality and actually give them personality um, and give them each a backstory before becoming Rangers and stuff like that. And, it, and, and there's very clear character growth yeah. in a lot of them. Oh, yeah. I, I do wish that, um, oh, what is her name? Summer. I wish Summer had a little bit more screen time um, just so I could see more of her character growth. But it's like after we get past her her uh, parents, parents coming back, it's like they don't really do a whole lot more. Then she just comes in and she kind of acts like uh, – a freaking like valley girl, well, not a valley girl, like a, a sad schoolgirl puppy dog thing trying to get Dylan's attention the whole time, and he just kind of pushes her away. She's like, Dylan, I'm here if you ever need me. Yeah, Dylan, he's, he becomes the Dylan. bad boy trope for yeah. a while. Yeah. Actually, no, he's that from the start. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> but her her whole thing after after like they start building her character and I want to see more of it. It's like, then it just becomes her like swooning over Dylan and trying to get his attention and trying to get him to talk to her and stuff. I'm like, girl, you already proved that you are better than this. Like, come on now. Like whoever wrote, like I, yeah, Yeah. it's weird. Cause they they do do the same fucking thing with Jem. Or no, Gemma. They do the same thing with Gemma. Like they show her as a badass the whole time, and then like she's swooning over uh, 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 the blue guy, Blue Ranger, and then it's like after that she's like, "Oh well, I gotta go back to my other guy, even though we're not a relationship, but we have to have each other so we can talk." <laughs> but. At least Gemma had more. I feel Gemma yeah. had more screen time okay. than Summer. So Gem and Gemma are supposed to be twins. They're twins. Yeah. So I was right. They are siblings. Okay. Yeah. Which they show them when they're trying to escape the uh, place too. Yeah. Um, or I got confused because I looked at the <laughs> yeah the actors' names. Gotcha. Like an so. idiot. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely recommend this show to people that like Power Rangers and to people that want oh, yeah. to just see a, a fun story played out and want to see some good character development in a Power Rangers thing, especially after that, and I'm sorry, Tivis, especially after that horrible Power Rangers movie we recently had had, you see a lot more character development in this than you definitely did in that, for sure. Yeah. They definitely had better personalities, not not better than I'm saying. Since the original Power Rangers, they had more personality to yeah, them. But yeah. that movie, it's I don't know. It was all right. That movie, I the thing that pissed me off the most about the what was it, 2017? 17 Power Rangers movie was Goldar. I was like, what the fuck is that piece of gold shit? Like, what is that? Like mm-hmm. Rita, I I dig the outfit that she was, and I dig that she was formerly a Green Ranger. I was like, okay, cool. It gives a little bit more background, and that Zordon used to be the Red Ranger, was it? 
He was supposed to be the Red Ranger. I think so, yeah, because he was the leader, and yeah. that's usually always the leader unless you're Rocky. So it kind of gives them a cool backstory to dive into if they would have dived into it. You know, I would have rather have seen the movie where Rita uh, goes bad as the Green Ranger and Zordon's the leader of the group and we see other characters as the Power Rangers. That, yeah. that would have been a really cool story to go into that one. Boom. Uh, I know you're probably not listening, but if you ever come across this fucking make that another graphic novel because there is a sequel comic to the movie that is pretty good yeah uh i think it's worth a read if anyone you know got any enjoyment out of that movie but i i would definitely read that yeah i um i really yeah i that power rangers movie just I own it, so I can talk shit about it if I want to. <laughs> I paid my money and dues. I saw it in theaters too, um, but I—I uh, I don't know. I wish there was more ranger in it, and less, you know, them just learning. How, like it, it—it's it, the basic origin story, and I feel like that's been so played out that it's it kind is. of boring. Yeah, especially anybody who's going to watch a Power Rangers. I mean, like. Even in RPM, they suited up in the first fucking episode. Like, come on. We don't need this whole long, driven-out origin thing of a bunch of, you know... It, it was basically the breakfast club th that got to fight. <laughs> like, It's kind of my same issue with The Amazing Spider-Man. Why do we have to go halfway through the friggin' film to see him in the costume? Yeah. Well, that was the first one with Andrew Garfield, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think, I think it's halfway through the, no, it is. He gets the costume and then like another quarter till he gets his name. I might be reversing that, but it's been, a, you know. Well, doesn't he dress up in like a uh, sweatsuit or something at first? Yeah. So yeah, I'm probably reversing it. He gets the Spider-Man name halfway in the movie and then like right. three quarters of the movie, he gets his costume. I might be mixing up all the Spider-Man movies. There's too many. <laughs> there are. <laughs> There's what five, six, seven live action ones. If we don't count the China, uh, the Japanese one, uh, or that wasn't even a movie. That was a TV show. So yeah, which I found out something hilarious about that. Apparently, you know, um, that Spider-Man is the one who created the Zords. Like they didn't exist before that show. Yeah, and the costume for it got stolen. So they had to reuse footage constantly. Wait. Wait. Like, the Zords that they used in the Spider-Man show? Yeah, the, the mecha suit that yeah. he pilots. Yeah. The costume that they used to film, it was stolen during production. Somebody took it. So they had to just reuse footage throughout the show. Yeah, it became a major pain in the ass. Wow. Oh, that's no. another one, too. I would recommend for Marvel fans and Sentai fans or Power Ranger fans alike, check that Spider-Man show out because it's – you might – as a Marvel fan, you might hate it, <laughs> especially if you really like Spider-Man. But I thought it was funny as hell. Stan Lee said it is one of his most favorite thing to ever create, but he was also on drugs back then, so – Oh, so he was a part of that creation then. Like, oh, yeah. That was yeah. actually – I didn't know if Marvel actually sanctioned that one or not. I thought mm -hmm. they just picked it up and used the suit. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. 
I um I remember when my favorite one Ninja Turtles was transformed into like a uh, a Japanese anime and got to see them do that and then they turned into like they had these stones that would turn them into these power turtles so they grew like four more feet they got all buff and their masks got super pointy and shit and that's i was awesome. like that's awesome and i i own that dvd um it's all uh all um uh uh, uh fucking caption like uh you have to read what is that called again fuck my head subtitled subtitled thank you why did i not remember that but it's all subtitled so i haven't seen an english dubbed version of it yet but even just watching the subtitle one i mean it's reading people we used to do it a lot get over it <laughs> i will say for the spider-man uh anyone who goes to that don't expect the normal origin story he's like an agent from hell <laughs> <laughs> and then he and doesn't if... really even use webbing a whole lot as much as he uses like his zord if i remember correctly it's been a minute since i've watched and uh yeah, yeah. he's he's way more violent yeah in that yeah <laughs> so it's worth it's worth checking out if you like you know I wonder, sentai or toei productions is that something that they can is that something that'll be on disney plus do you think or is that who owns the Ooh. rights to that? I would imagine Toei because they're very, Toei. very protective of their stuff. Um, we need a Sentai like channel on Pluto TV right now, please. Thank you. <laughs> like, I would love that. Come on, Viacom. <laughs> right? Do something good this year. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, oh shit i got a correction to make streaming service too i would love a streaming service with nothing but sentai there's actually before you do your correction there's actually some apps that you can get on like your smart tv and shit like that um it's like kokoro or midnight pulp or there's asian something i forget what it's called uh apps but you can also find them on twitter and then find their apps that way but uh, Midnight Pulp has a lot of uh, different stuff on it. I think that's the channel I watch. Um, is it that one or is it? I forget what, what their channels are here. Let me find out. And, and yeah, I'm you... really the whole Netflix. They're leaving Netflix except for three seasons of it. or Yeah. More than three because Mighty Morphin is three seasons alone. But three versions of it is not the fact that they haven't announced where it's going yet makes me wonder if they're just renegotiating maybe it might be so I, I feel like they would have said something by now because what they got 18 days until it they're goes off. yeah um i wouldn't be surprised if they put it on an, a either like a hulu maybe because uh, who owns it right now? It's Hasbro. And yep. so I'm trying to think where Hasbro has been putting stuff. Um, but they do have that deal with Nickelodeon, who is the current yeah. channel home of it. That is true. Uh, uh, my correction, though, is Jungle Fury is before RPM. So 
that Samurai would be the next season that they had that crossover with. Okay. And if Samurai was the first uh, Neo Saban era, it's no wonder people aren't happy with that because holy shit, I watched two episodes of that and it is god awful. <laughs> it's some of the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Um, I'm trying to remember what this other app is called that I use. Because I watch a lot of stuff on I think it's just Midnight Pulp has a lot of this stuff here. Um, but there's even like a... I think it would be a good one for a lot of the Sentai stuff to go to. They do have a Sentai Ranger show, but it's called Sexy Rangers. <laughs> it's definitely not for kids, people. <laughs> I have yet to watch that one, but it, I, I've been looking at it. And I'm just like, uh, should I? Shouldn't I? I don't know. I've heard it's good, um, but it's also kind of not like for kids. Yeah. Uh, I've looked and Hasbro has a very close relationship with Netflix, so it's really confusing why they would. With Netflix? I mean, maybe yeah. they're just wanting a different deal, a better deal right now. Yeah, that's why I think they might be negotiating. I do. It's kind of interesting that VR Troopers and Beetleborgs are also leaving because I didn't think Hasbro bought the rights to those. Uh. Well, Beetleborgs. And what else? VR Troopers. Yeah. Uh, I think they have VR Troopers as well. I think VR Troopers has been moving along with, uh with the power rangers rights ever since so i don't know maybe there's just some false information going out right now then about them possibly leaving yeah because i know disney did yeah, it says own... saban still owns vr yeah so i wonder if this is just the saban deal coming to an end in general and then the hasbro deal will kick in after Maybe. And it says Saban still owns Beetleborgs. So. One thing we can be sure of is you will never see Master Rider uh, except for the bootleg stuff on YouTube. <laughs> Master Rider or Common Rider? Uh, Master Rider was the American version. Rider. What was that one? Oh, the, oh, the... the Mantis guy? Yeah, Furbis and all that. And the owner of it, he hates it so much. He refuses to give permission for them to ever release it again. He wants it buried and dead. <laughs> all right. Well, have you ever, did you ever watch Mystic Knights of Tiernanog? Oh, God. Yeah. I love that. That's another one that you can't find. It's on. Um... It was like the pure. Oh, go on. Oh, I was going to say, that's the first uh, pure, like, these are kind of referred to as metal heroes Yeah. Uh, over in Japan, so I kind of just do it here in America, too. I don't know if that's proper, but who cares? Uh, <laughs> and that was the pure American version. Like, no Sentai footage, no, uh, yeah. you know, adaption. And I thought it was really fun. Holy shit. What's up? 108 bucks for a VHS of them. I have the whole series of Tiernanog. 
Um, I also have the entire series of tattooed teenage alien fighters. You sent me an image of that. Uh, but now the DVD is like 60 bucks. Holy fuck. I I did not pay that much for that people. Um, and I probably wouldn't have. <laughs> the one I do want to find is uh, Los Luchadores that was on Fox Kids back in the day. Do you remember that one? It was the Luchadores, the the wrestlers. I think so. And then they 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 were normal professional wrestlers, Luchadores, and then they would turn into like superheroes uh, when they needed to. I think I might have seen one episode of this and thought it was weird. And then there was... Let's see, I would have been 10 at the time, 2001. Yeah. I was barely hanging on to uh, Power Rangers back then, so I was kind of falling out of that, yeah. I made it to Mystic Force, which is... What year was that? 2006. So you're watching VR Troopers, though, right? Right now? Yes, currently. So... I've always had I have not gone back to that show since I was a kid. I've always had it in my mind that that show was way ahead of its time for the youth that was watching it. Am I right or am I just like completely not remembering the show that well? Like I felt there were more adult things in that show to to understand as an adult than you would as a kid. I would definitely say it is definitely you know you'll get more appreciation out of it if you're an older uh excuse me i'm still doing it like i have my mic on my face um (laughs) and it's a lot more violent as well like you know you see things get like drilled through their stomachs and stuff yeah uh but it's still saban cheesiness uh their inability to have in a whole lot of co Oh, oh man, going back to watch Mighty Morphin, I gotta tell you, man, their their consistency is zero with everything. <laughs> like, I don't know what kind of drugs they were on to even create the show to begin with, but yeah. like, you'll have something in one episode that's a two-parter. They'll give it a completely different name in part two because they just don't care. Yeah, it's uh. It's interesting. I still love the show. You know, it's my childhood, but oh my God, rose colored glasses so much. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about with um, also going back to try and watch Gargoyles cartoon. Because uh, I remember that being like really good storytelling and really dark. And I was like, this probably would be better for older people, not necessarily adults, but like older kids and shit like that. Cause I watched it as a younger kid. Of course. I have a lot of friends who are big fans of that and they say it still holds up. So yeah, that's what I'm, I would love to see a gargoyles live action show on Netflix, a dark one, but because Disney has that shit, they ain't, they ain't doing that. We'll see what they do because, uh, with uh, like their Marvel stuff, maybe, they possibly could because we have Wonder Woman coming out in a few days. WandaVision? Wanda or WandaVision. I said Wonder Woman. That fucking movie's still on my mind. <laughs> um <laughs> Shut up. Shut up you. Uh 
Yeah, so <laughs> damn it. Um I'm actually shocked they haven't tried to reboot with how much they you know they recycle their stuff recently. Uh-huh. And how beloved that cartoon is. I like I it's got to be in the works cuz I, I cannot believe that that they would just let the money sit on the table like that. I feel that if they do that they would need to get like a good team together. Do what so uh, do what like Animaniacs is doing. Same animation, same mm-hmm. almost feels like the exact same show. Yeah. Uh, give or take a couple episodes, but um, yeah. I think the third one is kind of the weakest. I believe that's the one that did that. I think it's the third, third or, or the fourth. Fourth, third or fourth episode where they did the Buns Love or not yeah. Buns Love, but Buns Rights or whatever yeah. the fuck it was. I was like, oh, God, this isn't even so. And they make fun of it about it, like in the show. And I get what they're trying to do. I'm like, but that's not even subtle, guys. Like, (laughs) you might as well say buns of mass destruction at that point. Like, what the fuck? Which they might have because I started like blocking out what they were saying (laughs) after a certain point. I was like, okay, I get what you're doing. Warner Brothers for a for a studio who pushes guns on people nonstop. I see what you're saying. I, uh, they're making fun of that whole situation, but it is it's yeah. it's a cringe cringe worthy skit. Yeah, and, and probably the lowest point of the season. But other than that, but they should have waited. They, that should have been the later episode. Because I guarantee people on the internet went crazy over that fucking thing. Because I was yeah. just like rolling my eyes. I texted you last night after I saw it. I was like, dude, I rolled my fucking eyes that um, whole episode. But, I mean, everything else has been pretty on par. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I've been watching with my youngest kid so that he can watch it. And uh, he really enjoys it. And then um, I told him once we're finished with these 13 episodes, we'll go back and rewatch the original stuff because we actually own the originals of animaniacs and pinky and brain so what about the elmira spinoff i do not have that but i'm sure it's on hulu right because because the original animaniacs is on hulu right now as well at least i saw it on there and then so i'm definitely gonna give that a watch so it's pinky and the brain so yeah i feel like i'm losing my voice a little bit I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to read real quick. The Tattooed Teenage Alien <sighs> Fighters from Beverly Hills is the one that I have. It's like $60. I already said that. I did not pay that much. Um, This is what IMDb says of it. Low-budget kid show with four alien fighters recruited by Nimbar. The four are Gordon, Lori, Drew, and Swinton who fight to save the universe from evil Emperor Gorg. Gannis. <laughs> I want to make a show like this. Why can't I do this? Uh, it was on a USA from 94 to 95. Yeah, but it's only one season. It's still just one season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was exactly 40, 40 episodes? episodes. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't complain. Fucking Power Rangers has like 60. Which... And most of it is nothing. <laughs> Which season has 60? The first one. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was surprised when this one had like 32 episodes for uh, RPM. I was like, what? 32 episodes? Damn. They must be pushing it out. Um, 
Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Mighty Morphin season one, 60 episodes. And the story stops at like 42. <laughs> yeah. I am playing the, the RPM in the background of my video, guys. Just to, for those who can't see, I'm going to stop it in a second here. Um, yeah, man, though, I, uh, I'm trying to think of any other Sentai or like Ranger styled shows that I enjoy watching or have enjoyed watched, watched it. it, 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 it. Bleh, I can't even speak today. Uh, cause as far as Power Rangers go, like I've seen Power Ra Mighty Morphin, of course, um, Zeo Turbo, I don't remember, but I know I watched it. And then a little bit of space. And I don't remember yeah. if there was another one that I had actually sat down and watched. Um, Power Rangers Mighty Morphin was like always the thing because after school it was always on uh, as a kid. And I've gone back yeah. and actually tried to watch, rewatch some of it again as an adult. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard hey, if you guys are enjoying this and want us to go back and talk about the old episodes yeah check out our patreon and we'll do something special for you oh you cut out a little bit dude oh i was saying check out our patreon and maybe we'll uh throw something special together yeah uh we, if you guys enjoy it <laughs> definitely i would love to do like a whole power rangers like go go through and do breakdowns to... or some shit like that um yeah and we can definitely try and do some stuff like that on Patreon or something like that for you guys. Uh, it, we do have our Patreon set up. It's uh, www.patreon.com slash Operation Babble. Um, do we have to do the WW anymore? <laughs> I do. Why not? WWW. What's wrong with W? You don't like W? I see. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, what was, I think it might have been an old Mad TV skit. W. 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 <laughs> That's three W's. <laughs> it's like some ad for Bush, uh, one of his campaign, you know, parodies. Oh, okay. I thought you talking about Bush beer for a second. I was like, no, uh, George Bush. George W. <laughs> w. Bush. Oh man, I miss Mad TV. <laughs> Mad TV That's was awesome. Time. I I ended I enjoyed Mad TV better than SNL. Sorry guys. I did too. Um, trying to think, is there any other shows like Power Rangers that I enjoy? Do you have anything? Uh, I got other stuff if you want to talk about it, but I don't, let's see. Similar shows to Power Rangers. What we got here? Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad with an S. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds cool. <laughs> Uh, I would totally watch that, and I don't even see it. Um, apparently, Stargirl is a sci-fi show like Power Rangers, it says. <laughs> wow. Um, Punisher. <laughs> the Punisher from Netflix. <laughs> Google, you are wrong. <laughs> okay, this just looks like it's an American adaptation of Ultraman. Or Gridman, depending on which version you're looking at. What's it called? 
the superhuman samurai cyber squad with an s superhuman sam oh it actually popped right up samurai cyber squad images is it a cartoon it is ultraman isn't it that is ultraman yeah, that's what too. it looks like what the hell Oh, wait, it's a kid that goes into the suit. Sam Servo. If you guys, if people out there know what this show is and if it's worth watching, because, I mean, it has toys, apparently. How did I miss this? It was on ABC. Really? That's how I missed it. I didn't watch ABC growing up. <laughs> uh, 94 to 95, so around the same time as those uh, tattoos. IMDb it biatch it's got four stars I might have to watch this. Oh, 7.1 stars actually on IMDb typical teenager Sam Collins played by Matthew Lawrence and his friends secret fight secretly fight virus monsters by transporting them into the computer so oh, you might like this the series development mirrored the creative construct established earlier with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hmm. so this is I feel this is an animation slash live action right I gotta go, I, I gotta go to YouTube see some footage Tim Curry is in this what <laughs> what for 53 episodes too he's in the, he, like he's on the show what the fuck Okay, hang on. I gotta look for his. No wonder this show has 7.1 stars. Tim motherfucking Curry's in it. Again, people, this is called Super Samurai Cyber Squad. It was 94 to 95. Yeah, one season. How many episodes? Let's see. It was... Oh, it, it won't show me. It was... Shit, guys. My computer's dying on me. Come yeah, on, apparently man. he voices a military AI program. 52 episodes. Oh, he's the main villain. Tim Curry is? Yeah. Awesome. Kilo, Kilo Khan. I love that fucking name, dude. John would hate this, but I love that name. John Wesley is Principal Pratchett. Okay. So, wait. The main character is played by Matthew Lawrence. So, where does... I don't see him. Oh, wait. Here it is. Yeah, I knew it. Matthew Lawrence. He's the he's Jack from Boy Meets World. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at him right now. I'm watching a little clip. It is... Uh, yeah. it, it looks like it's live action, but there is some nah, 90 CG for uh Wait, 94 95 cg would be kind of like reboot wouldn't it yep <laughs> <laughs> okay this is a recommend because uh uh i love tim curry and if he's the bad guy <laughs> why the fuck not <laughs> uh diana bellamy ooh john wesley is Okay, yeah. Okay. I know these people. 
I'm I suck at names, by the way, for everybody out there. Um, okay, so Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad with an S. It's Cyber with an S instead of a C. So it's for the four S's. Uh, Superhero Samurai Cyber Squad, and this was on Jar. It says Jar on the poster. It's tw- this says 22 episodes, but it says there's 58 episodes on IMDb. So I'm not Wikipedia sure. Wikipedia has 53. Okay. So maybe Does anyone know? Maybe somebody's fucking with us. Uh, maybe this isn't a real show. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with 53 episodes. We'll say 53. Um... Where can we find this show at, Tivis? Because <laughs> I am looking for it. Is it streaming anywhere? Superhero uh, Samurai Cyber Squad. Two oh, DVDs. It's on Amazon. Volume 1, 28 episodes. Holy fuck, it says $600. Okay, so this is an in the band. Uh... Oh, as of February 2016, the series can could be streamed through Pluto on Ooh. the After School Cartoons channel. Ooh. You hear that, people? You can watch Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad on Pluto as of when? Uh, 2016, so hopefully it's still there. So on 2016, okay. That's pretty dope, though. Um, I would not pay $600 for this. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it somewhere else. Uh, Amazon Volume 2, which would be the second part. Volume 2 is only $12. What the fuck, people? Are you serious? Three three episodes shorter. Are you serious? This is horse shit. Horse shit. We can watch the last half of the show. Right? Motherfuckers. All right, if anybody out there in the Operation Babel community can find me the Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad Volume 1 for less than, you know, $20, send it my way. Send me a link in the description or on my Twitter or or Instagram or Facebook at Mike Shrews or at our email is OperationBabble at Outlook.com. Um... And I think we're done shilling now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can Buy also shirt. find Tivis on Twitter at Tivis014, is it right? Yep. Um, check him out if you like this. We, If you guys really like this episode, let us know so we can do more Power Ranger talk. Um, of course, we're going to make fun of shit, but we love this stuff too. Uh, uh, we don't we don't hate it. I don't hate any stupid little thing that they do. Um I roll my eyes, but that doesn't mean I hate it. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Oh, damn. Oh, wait. Best Buy has it? No. Oof. You're hearing oh, Mike in the buying process. Here. Oh, holy fucking hell. Guys, Superhero <laughs> Samurai Cyber Squad Volume 1 on eBay. Get ready for this price. $2,899.99. I was going to guess $2,000. New uh, other offer, $495. Make an offer. 
$3,489.95. Fuck you. Jesus. <laughs> what is up? Okay, and this was only of 2013. The, the the set came out in 2013, it says. Mm-hmm. So, holy shit. Be careful of where you're buying stuff from, people. Um, Definitely be be careful. Ooh, reliable media store. What's on that? How much is that? $35. That's a lot more. That's a lot more. And this is the complete series. $35 for both sets. That I can do. Um, I don't know what this is. Oh, and it says unreleased and out of print TV shows. Okay, no. So they're out of print. So either this is a ripped DVD or uh, it's like those ones that they copy from their TVs. <laughs> Which... Don't get me wrong, I have plenty of those too because some shows they just never released on DVD. It sucks. Uh, ooh, it is on fucking Best Buy. I, I don't know what anyone would do that for. That's crazy talk. <laughs> what what series was that? Always Sunny and Fun. <laughs> oh, Superhero Samurai Cyber Squad Volume One at Best Buy, no longer available in new condition. Damn. Uh, well, we discovered a gold, uh, you know, a hidden gem here. <laughs> now, now I really want to watch this because I can't watch this. <laughs> Isn't that the way? <gasps> oh, family video selling it for eight dollars. Oh, there you go. What? Wait, wait. Is this real? Is this legit? Let's see. I don't see a button to. To buy it. It doesn't let me buy it. Oh, you fuckers. Well, I guess Family Video would be the one to look for, too, because they're closing all their stores down. Rest in peace, Family Video. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go. You might be able to find a lot of hidden gems there that are not easily accessible anymore. Yeah. Well, I hope everybody appreciated this episode of Operation Babble. Oh, I'm not even talking in the mic. Hope you guys appreciated this episode of Operation. Okay, I don't Battle. even know where my mic is. It's somewhere <laughs> in that. We can hear you just fine, Tivis. We got you. Um with that said, just remember, Tivis. Well, actually no, Tivis, do you have something last to say? Do you do you have a final closer since we don't have two closers today? Uh, let's see Cookies are for one. closers. <laughs> Well, I looked up RPM quote, and I got a stock market. <laughs> it's going down. Awesome. I don't know who owns RPM. <laughs> Anything? Anything. Quote. Anything. Oh, now he's stealing my idea with the quotes. <laughs> That's what I get it. I get it. It's not spandex, people. <laughs> what is that from? RPM. Okay. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Dude, what does she call it? No, real quick, pull that back up. What does what she call it? Does she call it? What does she call it? This will be the last thing we let you guys know about RPM. Power Rangers RPM. Get in gear. Uh, I gotta pull up the wiki again. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Arsenal. All right, so this is what uh, Dr. K calls her her fabric that's not spandex. 
Um, do we got this? Do we got this, Tibis? Come on, these people don't want to hear us all day talking about ah, Sentai shit. and Power Rangers. and Actually, they do. Everybody does. We're lovely. Thank you. Um... Got it? Yeah, it just says she goes into a rage. <laughs> it doesn't say what she calls it? No! What the fuck are these things made out of? Oh, no. Yeah, suits material. I'm probably just going to get spandex. Uh, more armor-like, okay. Oh, wait, uh, here, I'm going to play the audio. Oh, no, wait, that's just her saying that is not spandex. Oh. That is not spandex. That is not spandex. Nope, that's not it. Okay. Uh, I don't know. What are the Power Rangers? I should have paid it, wrote and written. I should have written that down when we were uh, suits. Oh, it is a self-absorbing nanofiber formed with intercellular shape memory alloy. Awesome. Say that again. <laughs> Nanofiber formed with an inner cellular shape memory alloy. Self-absorbing. I forgot that word. I screwed it up. I'll say it again. Oh, God. Okay, last time. Self-absorbing nanofiber formed with an intercellular shape memory alloy. Okay. And with that said, people. Power Rangers RPM. Get uh, in gear. Power Rangers. RPM. We stand together. Thank you and have a good day. Peace. You just finished another great episode of Operation Babble. You can catch every episode of Operation Babble on all your audio streaming services, including SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, and more. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Operation Babble. And join the conversation today by searching for the Operation Babble group on Facebook. Links also in the description. Thanks and have a great day.